Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the blended life, and <laughs> Julie is doing the scooty scoots That's on her all chair. I can do. What's, what's tonight about? Well, tonight's just really all about X's. <laughs> X's mm-hmm. and O's. X's and O's. Yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about tonight. So I fill know me it's in. kind of fun because we've had two people wrote in asking specifically for your advice. Mine. Yeah, so this is going to be fun because you have no idea what you're going to be asked. I have no idea. I've literally been working like all day, all night for the last few So, And actually, no, that's not true. One of them you have, you already have answered. We just haven't sent it on to them. But anyway, so basically it's all about like the X's and stuff. Exciting. Exciting. I can't wait. Are you ready? Oh my gosh. All right. Where do we start? Um, So... (laughs) And we're going to keep it all anonymous because what I love, can I just <laughs> can say. Can I put a voice changer on? I'm going to talk like this. I, you know, I love that people want it to be kept anonymous. And the reason is, is because their partner also listens. <laughs> but how cool is that? That we, that, you know, husbands and wives are listening because I feel like sometimes it's just one or the other. Right. But hey, it's really neat when you can. <clears throat> Be engaged in something together, or you're seeking how to better your blended family. Yeah, both both sides both, are doing both it. Both sides are doing I it. Agree. It's not just one person trying to seek help or one person, you know, listening in. And if this is you, you guys, I good think job. that that's awesome. Yeah, so, I do too. Yeah. So okay, this person writes in and said, "Julie, I had the following question for Eric." Okay. You and your ex-wife have been on the same page about raising your child for what sounds like quite some time. Does that mean you would marry the current version of your ex-wife given how you work together now? Why or why not? Thank you. Nope. You have like 15 minutes to go. I need 15 seconds. Nope. (laughs) And the reason being is because we have found a common ground. Like, we have found a place where we don't fight, we don't argue, we don't engage too much. If her and I were to go back to that point to where we engage, that's where we're going to start having the issues. Neither of us are different enough, you know, and you always preach this, like, people don't truly change. They change, but they don't. What's your What's your saying on that? I don't know. People yeah. don't change. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, a tiger doesn't change its stripes, right? Like. Well, 
we're not they tigers. could dye the fur, but they're still the stripes. Like, their stripes are still there. Yeah. Well, you, you know? know, yeah, at the core of it, we're still the same people. Yeah. Like, yes, we've changed in our ways, but at the heart of everything, I'm still who I am. She still is who she is. We've just, we've learned to manage one another. I probably have better qualities about myself now. She probably has better qualities about herself now, but we're not going to get to that point. You know what I mean? We keep it at a place where we can be civil with each other. We can have conversations with each other. Um, and we're not doing it from a place of like, oh, we have to do this because otherwise we're going to fight. You know, the animosity is not there. Is that the right word? You know, we don't, we don't, we don't genuinely dislike each other one, you know, anymore. It's not, a, it's not a thing. We just, we do what we have to do. We get along when we're around each other. Um, it's almost like if you were dealing with, um, you know, just like, like one of your, one of your kids, you know, best friends and they have parents, you know, like, but you don't really care. It's not that you don't care for them, but you're like, I have to deal with them. If, if our kids are going to have a sleepover or there's a birthday party, you know, you might, you might chit chat a little bit here and there, but you're not going to invite them over to the, to the family barbecue. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like we're, we're civil with each other. If we're at school, when school was still a thing, you know, for like a function, we'd say hi to each other. You know, we'd be civil and like, hey, how things going? You know, whatever. But we don't like take it past that, like dig into each other's lives. And I think that's that's where we've drawn the line. And that keeps us at a place where um, we we don't get involved with one another's personal lives. So at the end of the day, like, would I remarry who she is now? No, not a bit. Um, because A, I don't, I don't truly know who she is now. But B, I know who she was then, and that's not who I'm attracted to any longer. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I I can't really relate to your situation because mine's so different. <laughs> but yeah. what I tell people, because there's a lot of insecurities that swirl around naturally, right. you know. And it's it's hard sometimes for people, and I, I get this a lot, people write in, <clears throat> you know, they see their ex co-parenting so well. And it's like, well, if you guys can co-parent so well and you guys are getting along so well, why would you not have your family together if, like, you guys are working so well together? It doesn't compute in some people's minds why you can't make it work or you wouldn't want to put your family back together for the kids that's like the grass is greener on the other side thing. Um, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we get along, but it's all it's all surface getting along. You know, yeah. we're not in it deep. We're not dealing with finances with one another and and doing the birthday thing and the holidays and the schedules and in the work and the laundry. And, you know, all that stuff is what adds up on you. It's not all the it's not all the chit chat and the the co-parenting. I mean, that's not fun, but it's all surface stuff for the most part. I mean, you have to deal with some things here and there with kids, but 90% of co-parenting is just scheduling, you know, I mean, you're doing the same thing with the dentist office, you know, you're just like, oh, okay, well, what time works good for you? You know, it's, it's, it's client, it's a, it's a business relationship, you know? Yeah. You, you that's keep a good it, way to put you it. You keep it professional. Right. You know, you try not to piss off the client. You try not to get walked over, you know, walked on by the client. But at the end of the day, it's a business relationship. You're trying to keep both sides happy mm-hmm. and conduct business in a manner that's going to continue to to last for a long time. Yeah. You know, and 
I equate it to like what I tell people that what experience I can draw from in my own world to help explain this is that my kid's dad was a good dad when we were married and had a family together. He was an excellent father. He would jump in. He was hands-on. He would change diapers. Um, He was a really, really good dad. My kids adore him. He's a really, really good dad. He's involved in their lives. He's interested in their lives. He's super engaged, and it's always been that way. He was just a really shit husband. (laughs) Bow. To me. I don't know know. if he's a shit husband to his current wife. I doubt it. They seem to have a very happy marriage. I'm sure he learned a lot of lessons about marriage, as did I. I was no saint either. But, you know, that's how I explain it to people. Just because someone can parent that is separate from being a husband or wife like it's it's very different it's not the same thing so just because someone might be able to co-parent isn't a good indicator of are they would they be a good fit for you as a partner in life or as a husband you know a wife a spouse it's very very different yeah and um you know and I think, I don't know if we've talked about it on, on here before or if it's been a conversation. The conversation's come up somewhere before, and I feel like it's been on the show. You know, like. Probably. This like, is where we do our I most talking. Really, we don't talk I, outside the well, show. that's what I'm thinking. I've said two words to you today. Yeah. Vice versa. How's it going, babe? <laughs> I saw you for Good like two minutes. You. I love you. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. Um, no, but, you know, it's like, even if you were out of the picture right now and she wasn't married, she wouldn't be a person of interest to me. You wouldn't pursue that. It wouldn't be someone I'd pursue. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, well, it's convenient to get our family Same. back together. <laughs> no, I mean, really, though. Like, yeah. we're just, we are two different people. Like, I respect who she is. I think she respects who I am. And it just, it is who it is. We are just, we're mm-hmm. further along, along in life. I've stepped back and I can see the big picture now. And it's like, you know, that she probably wasn't the right fit for me. You know, we were great friends through high school. You know, we had a good friendship. It was what it what it was, you know, and I th- a big part of it was our daughter, you know, her daughter that she brought into our relationship. Um, I absolutely fell in love with, and I've raised her since she was a baby, which, you know, our, our normal listeners know this. Um, but she is kind of one of those things, too, where I'm like, she's a big part of that relationship staying together and happening. I mean, I was absolutely in love with her and still am you know I mean she's she's my daughter she's my baby girl you know and she's 18 years old now and I'm still dad to her and she's still my daughter you know so that's that's one of those things where it's like the stars just kind of aligned in all the right ways and it all made sense at the time even yet we were you know we were in our early 20s we were we were kids you know there's so much more in life now where you're like oh we didn't talk about politics back then I mean we 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 probably, for the most part, align on stuff like that, you know, in religion. But even back then, her and I didn't re- align on religion, you know. She she was at a different place in religion than I was. And who knows where she is now, but I am light years away from where I was when we first met, where we were at our divorce, and where I am now. Those are to- three totally separate stages in life of where I was. So, I mean, those are just, those are two topics right then and there. The only thing her and I like currently have in common is our children. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, two things you brought up and I think that people should heed as warnings. 
Um, because it's easy to fall in love with the kid, yep. but you can't allow that to, to, because it's great if you can fall in love with the kid, but if that's the reason you're marrying someone is the child, the child will eventually leave and hopefully, yeah, <laughs> but really, you know, it's, it's not a good reason to marry someone because you love their kid. Right. You and have to be as equally sold out on the person you're walking yeah, down the aisle get, with. Don't so get that's me, just a red flag. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that wasn't obviously not the whole reason, you know, No, but I think but that, that people, was, people get, people can't imagine saying goodbye to the kids. Yeah, so they totally. stay in relationships yeah. that aren't meant for them or aren't good for them or aren't fulfilling for them. Right. And how often do those marriages end in divorce? And those kids that you love so much are heartbroken. Yep. Those kids that you fell in love with are now torn apart in pieces because your marriage didn't work out. Had you had, if you really love these kids, you know, if you really love the kids, then you will make sure you love the spouse just as much. Yeah. Or you know, right? Like, don't you feel like that's good advice? Yeah. And if you guys are headed down that path for some reason, you know, it's one of those be like, Hey, you know, we're not working out, but let's keep everything good. I, you know, I still want a friendship with you. I still want a friendship with your, your children, you know, however it might be, but figure out a way. I mean, you, you can be, you can eventually become uncle Joe if you want, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh dear God! No, but you know what I mean to where it's like, you know, like, yes, this doesn't work for us. Oh my gosh. Come sit on Santa's lap. (laughs) Come get uncle tickles. (laughs) That's a, that's a joke. My kid always makes uncle tickles. I don't know why he makes that joke. I should probably ask him. Huh? (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's just silly. Yeah. But I think that, that, that is something to look at. And the other thing too, about, this is like about getting married young. I got married at 18. And I think that you don't even know what your values are. This is a warning about like getting getting married young because you don't even know wh- what what are your values, what are your beliefs. Right. I don't yeah, think you fully you know any of that, and it does it does happen. You do gain an identity. You do figure out your values. You do lean into your beliefs, and oftentimes, what happens is that you don't do that together. And so people always say you grow apart. And I think, you know, that's not a popular thing to say, right? Like you don't fall out of love. You just stop trying, you know, but you do like if you grow up and you realizing we have completely different values, we have completely different political beliefs, ideologies, religious beliefs, um, parenting, whatever it is, it's really, really difficult. So it is better to wait and let yourself age. And this is what I'm hoping to teach, you know, our kids is take your time. There's no rush. Right. There's no need to rush into anything. Well, you were just having a conversation the other night over dinner with, uh, with my daughter, you know, about her high school friends Mm -hmm. and where she stands with them. And she's like, yeah, we're still friends. Like her best friend. We're still friends, but we just, we don't hang out really anymore. Mm-hmm. We're at different places in life. Like that was the conversation. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's a lot how these relationships go. Right. You know, I mean, your high school relationship was probably way different than your first or second or third. I mean, uh, you're, di- you know, than you are when it comes to marriage. You yeah. know, you just, you see different <clears throat> things. You know, when you, when you first start dating as a kid, whatever age that is, 
a lot of times the only thing that attracts you to someone is literally their looks or um, it's it's like literally it's superficial. Just the, it's the stupidest things. Usually, like oh, they're funny. I really like them, or or they like me, so I just like them back. You know, you really don't even know why you like you them. like them because they like you, and yeah. that feels good. You've seen that, like I've seen that before. I saw <laughs> that, that like in good. like like third grade or something. You know, and these little kids are like, yeah, I like I like them. You're like, but you couldn't figure out why. They're not like, yeah, you know, we align. He's got so many- a great personality, and he challenges me. Oh my gosh, and makes me a better person. Yeah, they don't. You say know that what I mean? Like grade. kids don't think like that. No, but that's also teenagers don't think like that. Kids in their twenties, you yeah. know, we we. We change as we grow up in yeah. our our morals, our values. Everything shifts and changes. I mean. And it shifts and changes as we experience things. I right. mean, I think people who have a very liberal point of view in life, you know, that's shaped by the world they're in. You know, they they want laws and things that correspond to their beliefs and their values, but that's because of what they've experienced or not. Same with conservative people. Conservative people as well, you know, they're shaped by their life experiences. And so you don't know until you have some experience under your belt what you're going to attach to. Right. What's going to matter to you in 10 years? Did you battle with cancer? And so now it's like, well, health is really important. Right. What we're eating, you know, the amount of time we're spending in the sun, um, you know, the chemicals we're putting into our body, like that all really matters. But if you haven't had a struggle with a health issue, you may never look at that. Right. But so you need those experiences under your belt. Um, we have a couple questions. What are you trying to oh, say? Oh, no. Jessica said married at 19. The growing pains are real. <laughs> Real's all capitalized. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it. Growing pains. Right. But if you love someone mm-hmm. enough, which you do. You're going to figure out how to make it work. You know, it's it's all, all the things add up to so much more, yeah. you know? And I think that's, that's something that you and I have learned in this stage of life. You know, it's like, I put up with different things now than I would have in my previous relationship. And I think you do as well. You know, I don't nitpick at you about some things that I probably would have done in the past. I do different things um, to show you. Uh, value and appreciation, you know, which I probably overlooked in the past. You know, there's there's different things that you learn in growing pains. You know, like you said, that's a that's a perfect way to describe it. But it's one of those things that y- you'll hurt a little bit here, but you're going to gain a lot more there. You know, and it's uh, there's a lot of give and take to make stuff like this happen. Yeah. So, so um, we have a question for you. How long did it take for you and your ex to get to this point? <sighs> I know you've said this before, but... Uh, yeah, no, I know. Um, realistically, what would you say, four years? I think it took about four years. I think you guys have been good the last two years. Yeah. So... So maybe five years. Maybe five years. But, it you know, I think while. it ebbed and flowed along the way. Like, the at, at first, like, from outside looking in... The first three years were just a shit show. It was. And then it was all it was chaos. like... Then after the three-year mark, it was, like, good, and w- then you'd be, like, comfortable, and then something would go horribly wrong, and it'd go it back to being a shit show. It huge ups and downs, right? Yeah, it was yeah. very, like, highs and lows, highs right. and lows, highs and lows, and that was really hard to be around as and, a wife right. or a girlfriend or a fiancé or whatever I was during those years. Right. Because it's, like, you rode that roller coaster with her 
of really high highs and really low lows and angry and confused and sad and mad and hopeful and then disappointed. And that was a really hard thing to watch and be a part of, you know, as a person who cares about you. And then the last couple of years have kind well, of. Well, I feel like there was a period there where it was like. Studied. No, I feel like there was a period there. It wasn't very long. It was probably a six to eight month period where it's like we would go a month or two without talking at all. It's like we would, we would like co-parent, but very, very little. We would, we would only talk about absolutely necessity, like wouldn't talk about anything else. And I think that was kind of like the calm before actually everything kind of turned good. Um, we just, we didn't talk at all. And then it was like, that's where everything really just the dust settled at that point. And then yeah. from then on those last few years, it's been like, all right, like, we both kind of understand where we are. And I think, you know, we've put everything in the past and, it and I think it has a lot with a lot to do. Just your ex finding her purpose in life, finding her happiness with her husband, having two more kids. Like she's really moved on in a light, in a way that's meaningful to right. her and really moved on in a way that makes her happy. Mm-hmm. And, so I think it's less interesting now to inflict anything on you right? because she's just more content with her life and her career and her parent. Like she's just more confident and more yeah, happy. Like yeah. You know, there's yeah. not like, it's no longer, it's like inconsequential. Like she doesn't want to bring that negativity yeah. back. Well that, and at the end of the day, like anything that, we talk about that's not kid related is just kind of a waste of time. You know, like I said, it's like, it's that, it's that conversation. The small that, talk. Like it is, you know, and and we'll small talk a little bit here and there, but it's not, it's all surface stuff. It's that birthday party talk. You know, it's the, we're hanging out at the barbecue and we don't really know each other because you know, if we just, yeah. we don't let it go past that. It's all business. Yeah. And okay. hi listeners from Australia. We have listeners from Australia. Shout out. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I would read their name, but that's... One of my best friends is from Australia. He's actually down under right now. Is he? He's not back yet? He's not back yet. He's been there for a couple months. Um, okay. Crickets? I know. I'm I'm reading. Okay, so next question. I'm going to go to the next question that you have to answer that's yours. (laughs) Wow, thanks. I really appreciate all this. It's nice. Yes. Um... It says, there's one thing I need. Okay, it says, hi, guys. I enjoy your podcast and think Hello. that usually you give good advice. Usually. Yes, that's the key word. Is that like bold and highlighted and underlined? And like, yeah. Usually. We are imperfect people. We, uh, um, amen. We're still figuring it out. Oh, my gosh. We don't have anything figured out. Um, there is one thing I need to understand, however. Eric has mentioned several times now that he expects to be in contact with his bio mom for a lifetime, how often does he expect to be in contact with her after all the kids are 18? More importantly, how long will the bio mom in my life be a regular presence? <laughs> I get weddings, funerals, and grandchildren, yeah. but we can't mostly communicate through grown children who have a cell phone and cars, etc. Eric, you are scaring me with this stuff about your ex (laughs) always being in your life. Please tell me this is not a future that I have to look forward to as a stepmom. I can just see Julie's face when you recite this. 
I suspect she's making the same expression I am. Yeah, for sure. And I, I know, like, hearing that, like, you want, the, right now, you want the magic eight ball. Like, please don't let this happen to me. Like, you know, like, unlikely to happen. Isn't that, like, one of the options? Um, really, you hit the nail on the head when you said funerals, weddings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> whatever, you know? It's kind of, it's going to kind of be the things that you allow it to be. It's going to be as much or as little as you allow it to be. You know, our kids are all independent or grown up. They're out of the house. They have their own, like you said, cell phones, cars, whatever. That's going to limit a lot of that. You know, it, it really, at the end of the day, it's going to be as much as you allow it to. So like if I shake my magic eight ball and I go, how long, how much am I going to talk to my ex after the kids are grown up and out of the house? He's like every day. No, really? I foresee myself probably talking to my ex two to three times a year. And it's going to be about something that I can't predict right now. It's going to be about something that one of our kids needs. You know, it's going to be something about a grandkid. Um, you know, it's it's going to be those weird little things that you don't predict and you're not like, Oh, hey, bestie, how are you? You know, I just wanted to catch up. It's not going to be those kind of conversations. It's going to be the stupid little things that you don't expect right now. But how often do my parents need to talk to, you know, one of our kids or reach out to you or, you know, it's just it's one of those things like, hey, can you help me coordinate this? It's not a big deal thing. And again, you can minimize this if you just don't get along with your ex. Once your kids are out of the house and they're all grown up. I foresee you talking to your ex like once every three years and it's because you ran into each other at a wedding, you know? And will and we really talk? Uh, will yeah. there be talk? But see, but that's... Or but will that's, there be like a wave? No, but that's where you guys are. <laughs> like, kidding. you guys just do not get along. You guys just don't uh, co-parent. genuinely don't you like genuinely each other. genuinely don't like one another. <laughs> I mean, equally so. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. all right too. And that's it. If, if our listener, you know, asking this stuff, if that's where you are, that is perfectly fine. Like you can get to the point to where you just what did I, what happened? <laughs> oh, great! YouTube again. Um, you can get to the point where you just don't talk to your ex ever again. That's perfectly fine. I just see mine. Like we get along fine. You know, we're not buddy buddy. But if I need to coordinate something for one of the kids' weddings or a grandkid needs something and you know, vice versa, whatever it might be. It's going to be silly things. It's going to be one of those things like, oh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I can I can reach out. I can te- I can send a text about that. But we're not going to be texting each other, like checking in, hanging out, you know, going to coffee dates and uh, having barbecues. Coffee. Of course exactly. you're not going to coffee dates. Oh but you know what God. I'm saying, though? It's not going to be like that. It's like, so don't get scared about this, you guys. It's going to be, it, it's just going to be what it is. It's going to be what you allow it to be. And if you just cannot stand that person, it has to, it, it doesn't have to be anything. So I'm not, I'm not like, oh yeah, we're going to be buddies for the rest of our lives. Like, no, not at all. Like that, that's, I think everyone, we've had a lot of questions about that. A I lot know. of people have asked about that. I, I scared a lot of people when I said that, but at the end of the day, uh-huh. you know. Because I think everyone, I think a lot of step parents and you're just blessed that you can't relate because you're not ever in this position. You don't know what it's like to be in like my shoes or somebody's shoe. You don't like you, you're blessed that you don't have to worry about this kind of stuff because I'm like, my relationship with my ex is so different. Like you've never had to contend 
But yeah, but the there was a part. Is, there was a time where we did. We hated each other, and I'm like, I never want to see this person but that's again. Because I he was never, messing with your life. He oh him? You mean your ex? <laughs> was oh. getting involved in in your oh, life. Oh, that was like at the very very beginning. Anyway, but whatever. That. Um, so, but I think that for step parents, <clears throat> and for step parents who have a spouse who's very involved co-parenting. In a good co-parenting relationship, I think a lot of people take solace in bad co-parenting relationships because they feel secure in the fact that their spouse really isn't, there's no threat with the ex because like you would, you would never be like, Julie's going to get back together with her ex-husband. No, not at all. Right. And I think that, that people take solace in when there's that rift because they take comfort and they it just it it's nothing to worry about but you can see how if there's a great co-parenting relationship they talk they get along they can joke there's emojis whatever is going on it makes you feel like well what the fuck like be together um and you can connect those dots so i had a point here but again, off like, the rail. So I think, oh, so for step parents, so for the step parents who are in those shoes, who like are, you know, I think there's a lot of like, you bite your tongue, right? You're not going to be insecure. You're not going to create problems. You're not going to tell your spouse they can't talk to their ex-wife, the mother of the his mm-hmm. or her children, right? You're not going to be that. But what it is in this position, I'm not in this position, but. A lot of people are where they just are like, we're just waiting for the day this is done. We're swallowing sand. We're holding out for hope. Like we're hanging on. We're, you know, but like we would like a finish line. Right. We would like there to be a day that is just done that we cannot have this X and being a part of our marriage, a part of our lives, a part of our home. And that sounds like our listener. Because where she's like, just please tell me this isn't true. Like, it's, it, because and, but, exes are a part, like, think about it. There so, were times where all we would talk about right. was our exes. Like, it's our exhausting. exes were present in our marriage. Our yep. exes were present in our, like, yep. like in our daily lives. And it's like, why? Yeah. And I think that, you know, you, you, you stuff a lot in hopes that it will end. And you're not trying to create problems because you see that it will be over one day and to hear that it's just never going to end. But you have to understand too, parenting never ends. So I had to kind of shift my perspective when you said that about she's going to be in your life forever. I had never considered that because I just felt like we would talk to our kids about marriage. You know, my kid, our kids are going to come to us what they need help. I'm not going to coordinate finances. You know, my kids are going to get married. They're going to come to me. I'm going to say yes or no. Like grandchildren, my kids are going to tell me they're pregnant. Here's a baby shower. Come the hospital. Like you talk to your kids about that stuff. So I wasn't really computing why you need to talk to your ex about grandchildren. Why are you not talking to your kids about their kids and how I, I don't in weddings or whatever. So um, but I think that the, what you have to understand is that parenting just never ends and you can't foresee what, what happens. Like that door will always be open because you're forever connected through your kids. It just is what it is. I'm trying not to get one star's reviews here and interrupt you, but you've been going for like five minutes and then I have input. <laughs> what needs to happen though, you guys is if this is your situation, what you explained five minutes ago, 
about like you just can't wait for this to be over, let it be over. Give yourself a finish line. You don't need the same outcome as me where I'm going to like be able to co-parent later. If you're like, I can't stand that person, draw a line. 18th birthday, done. I'm never talking to that person again. That's all right. You don't need to co-parent after 18. That's it. I needed to say that. Luckily, YouTube's not running anymore. I'm going to have to edit this now. Mm. Okay. Moving on. Next question. Um, My question is for you about social media. My fiance removed his ex-wife from social media years ago when we started dating because I expressed how much it bothered me to be sharing our lives with her at all times. I didn't feel that it was appropriate And being also a bio mom, I did not have my ex on any of my social media. I felt boundaries needed to be clear and it was absolutely necessary. He was upset about it, thinking it was no big deal to keep her on, but it bothered me. So after much argument, he removed her. Years later, yesterday, she asked that he re-add her so that they can share things about the kids and so that each other can be a part of these moments, pictures, etc. because they already text each other about these things with the kids and send pictures to each other, and she thinks it would just be easier. He asked me about it because he finds it to be fine to do, but I am absolutely furious about it. We aren't agreeing, and I feel like I'm losing this battle, and he's just going to do it because he feels it would help to see things with the kids. I voiced my opinions and I'm really struggling with this and he's kind of and it, this is kind of a deal breaker for me. My privacy is extremely important to me and her being in every aspect of my life is suffocating. I already have to deal with joint birthday parties for all three kids which make me uncomfortable due to the lack of loyalty from his family with her and now this. What are your thoughts on this? Does your spouse do this with their ex? Thank you. I see both sides of that. What's your thoughts on it? Because you're going to have a more dynamic. Oh no, you go. This. Well, no, I, I really would love like, to hear I know what you have bo- to say. Oh my god, tell both sides. Um, I see his side because he wants to. Uh, let me start out. I see both your sides. I see his side because he wants to make this simple. He wants to make it easy. If they're already texting about this, you know, like, hey, look what little Johnny did today, riding their bike. You know, it's just so much easier to just post and not like it almost takes that conversation away. And that's where it would be easier for me where I'm like, I don't love posting everything on social media that we do. Um, But also, I don't love sending her pictures of stuff all the time. I'll get pictures of like my kids every so often. Like she'll text me stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and half the time I don't respond or sometimes I'll be like, oh, nice. Thanks. You know. Um, I see that part of it, but I also see your side where you do feel like you can't get rid of this person. You're constantly being watched by this person. Um, I mean, that's, and that's kind of what social media is like all eyes on you, right? All the time. But it's like, this is like the ultimate wrong eyes on you. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think privacy is really, really important. And I think that a lot of times exes can be unsafe for people who don't know them, you know, you're asking your spouse to trust someone that you have broken up with, divorced, <laughs> you know, but we're asking our spouses to 
embrace them in ways that make them uncomfortable. And I don't know if that's honoring to your spouse, you know, for the sake of pleasing an ex. I well, don't, I don't think it, and I think I just I think that it's intrusive. I think social media causes a lot of problems anyway. Um, I've personally had things twisted on social media from your ex, and things done on social media from your ex. Haven't we all? That, but so then it's like not a safe person. You're blocked. You're never ever. You know, right. I'm not. You, I'm going to do every everyone you know. I'm blocking. I'm not having spies on my page, um, because that happens too. And so. I I can see where it's like sometimes boundaries are just protecting your family. It's, you know, if there's a picture you have to share with your ex because it's just too cute of your kid, um, then I don't know why texting a picture, but to have your ex privy to your life and your spouse's life is intrusive. In my opinion, I would agree with, I would be like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. You know, and the defiance of a husband or a wife who just is going to defy and dismiss your feelings and do it anyway isn't really loving. And I think that's a bigger issue than I think her saying a de- this is a deal breaker. It goes much deeper than social media. I think that this is a symptom of a much bigger problem because if something really bothers your spouse and you do it anyway... That's a really big problem in your marriage, mm-hmm. especially something over social fucking media. Well, that's why I'm like, you know what? If you guys can't come to a common ground, like maybe get rid of it. Like I know it sucks, but like get rid of it. You know, if you guys can't see eye to eye on it, like what's the point of even having it? And like, yeah, maybe it's coming down to this. But, you know, I'm, I'm also like I hate the social media thing, like for the personal aspect, because there is there's so many politics in social media and this and this is like one aspect of politics where it's like we're doing we're doing blended family stuff in, in in social media now because now we're tied in with the other side and 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 now the grandparents from the other family want to be you know privy to this they want to be able to see this type of stuff and and now you've got like this weird dynamic going on your social media and you feel like you can't be yourself. You feel like your family can't put out what you want to put out. You feel like you can't be yourself towards your friends and, you know, because stuff's going to be twisted, you know, that you've put out. And it's like all of a sudden, like social media is a lot of freaking work, right? And, yeah, I just, I think you have a, a lot of mine. You have a right to have your private, you have a right to privacy. You know, I... I I like having parts of our life that aren't privy to anyone. Right. But but you're not going to go put that on social media, right? No, but I'm just saying like I don't think an ex has a right to be in parts of your life you're not comfortable with them being in or your spouse's life. You know, and I would say if 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 this was us and you were adamant about adding your ex to your social media, mm-hmm. then I would say please never post anything about me or my children. Hmm. You can post about you yeah. all day long and your kids. Right. And if that's the game we're playing, like I'm unfriending you, like you all day <laughs> You're long. You're unfriending me? Like I don't I don't want to see the interaction between you two on social media. I don't want to see the jokes. I don't want to see liking each other's pictures. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to... 
See, I but don't that, at want... that point that that's where the, the the politics come in, and then we're on two different sides, and it's like, well, this is just tearing us apart. This is tearing our family apart, you know. But right, it's I, like I, not I, worth it. So I yeah. just I think that you side with your spouse over your ex. Period. Or just get rid of it if you guys can't agree, agree to disagree and get rid of it. But don't you think like you should side with your spouse or no? Do you think you should side with your spouse no, over your ex? No, well, the, I mean, if I say yes, agree with your spouse, well, then that starts going with everything else. You know, like we're all right to have our own differences. I'm and just opinion. saying over your ex, like protect your over spouse, your ex. Over yes, your but ex? if that's not your feeling, like for instance, if my ex started following me on Instagram, mm-hmm. you know. I wouldn't be like, damn it, I got to delete her. I'm like, all right, here we go. You know, but I don't post things, personal stuff, you know, but I'm also like my account's also not private, you know. So if she's doing the spy thing and, and looking at what I'm posting, I'm like, well, I guess you're looking at what I'm posting. You know, I also am very much a believer that if you need to keep something a secret from your ex, from your pastor, from your school teacher, your kid's school teacher, whatever, don't post it on social media. I have learned my lesson, which all of you have heard about, on social media that if I don't want everyone in the world to see, including God Almighty himself, don't post it on social media. Everyone's going to see it regardless, you know? So... Yeah, maybe it comes to you guys having, like, if you're both at an impasse, like, you're like, I don't feel comfortable with this, and he's like, well, I do, then you need to have, like, a talk about what social media is going to look like for you guys now. Yeah. You know, okay, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it, and you can't control it. Are you going to divorce him over it? I would say there's much more going on here than that one instance. Because I think that it is very hurtful for your husband or wife to bulldoze something which you are so passionate about. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. Well, how would he feel? So. I'm curious, and I, this can't be answered right now, but how would he feel if your ex started following him on social media? Would he be the same about it too, where he's like, whatever, you know? And I know, for instance, again, if your ex started following me on, on social media, it'd be the same thing. Like, like what? This is weird. Like, him and I have no ties, but I'm not going to throw a conniption fit about it. I'm not going to be like, I got to delete him now. I got to block him. I don't want him to see. You know, I'm like, it's. he could be looking at my stuff every single day. He's probably not, but he could be. He's probably seen stuff in the past. You know what I mean? I'm like. It's just make it, it's a weird dynamic, but I don't care enough. Me personally, I don't care enough about social media to put stuff out there that I'm like, I need to, I need to know who sees and who doesn't see this. Like, I don't put anything out there that if, you know, I had some big job, you know, thing come up or some employment thing or whatever it might be, you know, my pastor's on there for some reason and I'm on social media. He's all, Hey, let me check it out. I, okay. You can see everything I post. And I, I don't think a lot of people live their lives like that. I mean, I guess a lot a lot do. But a lot of people just literally put out whatever they want. You know, we've seen some crazy things over this last year. I'm sure a lot of you guys have too. People put some crazy stuff out there on social media, right? I'm not one of them. Yeah, so therefore, I, would, I don't care who follows me. Yeah, but I would also stuff. remind, you know, it is exes are great until they're not. You trust exes until you don't. 
And it is one thing if you open yourself up to that, if anyone opens herself up to being followed and following on social media, just realize anything goes sideways, they can use absolutely anything against you and twist it. Yeah. It could be innocent. It could be a picture that you think there's nothing wrong with and it'll get spun in a way. So also that's something to, you know, keep in mind. Yeah. But I mean, just uh, the old way that I carry myself every day, you know, like in my work, my job, you know, I'm around a lot of people. I'm in a lot of homes and business, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm around in anyone that I've, that has ever worked with me yeah. has been around with me. I say, it doesn't matter. This could be the oldest, crappiest home. You're a hundred percent sure it doesn't have cameras in it. Always act like this place has cameras in it. Always act like there's people listening to you in this home. You know, don't carry yourself differently just because the client's there versus when the client's not there. Always act professional. Always, you know, carry yourself yeah. in a manner that if anyone's watching or listening, mm-hmm. you're okay with that. You right. don't have to explain yourself. And they're like, well, and I don't person? think it's that people are doing things that they shouldn't be doing on social media. I just think that people are built differently, right? So if privacy doesn't matter to you, like you just don't care. Okay, well, privacy might matter to me, and I do care. And I'm, right. you know, as much as you're entitled to do, you know, you, I'm entitled to want things about, you know, I'm entitled to care about who sees what. And live according. You know what I mean? Like, I just think it comes down to people have different points of view. And you and your husband might just have different points of view on this. You know, and live and let live. Like, if he wants to do that, that's fine. But then maybe you have boundaries. Okay, but, like, please don't post about me or my kids. You know, just leave us out of it. Like, that's totally fine. You do that. But, you know, we I need to have boundaries. And you're entitled to have boundaries. You can have boundaries. You know, not one person rules the marriage. That's not marriage. You guys yeah, are supposed kind of to be my a point, team. Yeah, where you don't have to have the same point of views. But also, like, do your best to not let social media ruin your marriage because that would be a It happens. Thing. Do you know but how I many know, divorces happen over social thing. media? What a terrible thing. It's like, so stupid. It doesn't need, it's, it, it, it does, shouldn't it's be an issue. Exactly. I agree. Like, if it's going to end your marriage, just delete it. Don't yeah. even have it. Yeah. And don't get it's not so mad it. at him because at the end of the day, he's probably not super stoked to have his ex-wife or baby mama following him. He's probably not so excited about it that he's just like, oh, look, he's following me. He's probably like, damn it. Or he is in his it, bathroom uh, at night. Yeah, it's just weird. Closes the uh, door. No, but he he's probably just like, you know what? It's just a hassle and a headache to have to deal with this. Yeah. I, and I know this. I've been there, you know, where it's like, I don't want to deal with that. It just, it is what it is, you know, like this sucks, but all right, we're doing this. Yeah. Set boundaries. Have All conversations. Right. Take turns. Um, this last Five star reviews. <laughs> this last email, we're gonna just roll through to the best of my ability. Okay. okay. I'm in a three year relationship and we live together. My boyfriend says I'm insecure and jealous, but I'm not sure what it is other than uncomfortable and I dread them. I'm expected to attend get-togethers of my new relationships, older kids such as birthday parties and baby showers for their kids, and the ex attends along with grandparents, sisters to the ex, etc. The new mother-in-law actually drives the ex to and from parties at times when she needs a ride and gets pictures for them and sits and chats, and I'm made to feel awkward. 
I am in this relationship and no one seems sympathetic to my situation. These are all held in close quarters at their houses. The last baby shower, I ended up having to sit next to the ex. And at one point, I was in the middle of my boyfriend and the ex as they were chatting chatting about people they knew from their past, which I felt like a heel while I was just sitting there while they talked around me. I have discussed these boundaries with my boyfriend in which he says he will fix it or it won't happen again. Yet each time there is something new that happens and I have to say something about that I have to say something about and he seems annoyed and that it's just me being insecure and I'm making a big deal about nothing but it bothers me. Please tell me I am crazy or are there boundaries being crossed? You're crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to. Um, I, oh, again, like I, I, I get this because I'm also There's like. There's a theme of tonight. I know. What the hell? Like you picked all this. this it is was very, all, this even, is they us. all went together. Yeah. You know, where I'm like, he's also, he doesn't want to cause those problems, but he's just like, it's, it's. Innocence is the wrong word because I feel like innocent means that you're totally guilty and you just call it innocent. But he's just like having a conversation, wants to make the co-parenting work. And I've been there. Like I've I've been there where, you know, like we're at daughter's graduation and ex-wife starts talking to me. And I don't want to be rude and just give her the cold shoulder and walk away because that's not who I am. I'm not just that rude person. You know, I will I will have a conversation with you. I will have a conversation with the mailman if he stops and talks to me. You know what I mean? More than a conversation. Yeah, well, maybe daddy. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? I'm not that. I'm not like that to anyone else. So why am I going to change my demeanor and just be totally rude to her when I like at the end of the day, I don't care enough about her to be rude. And that might be where he is. He just does not care enough to be rude to her. It's, it's just another conversation with another person and I get where you're coming from though because you're like I'm literally physically stuck in the middle of this this is like nails on a chalkboard to me I hate this chick like all the stuff that she has done to him all the stuff that she's done to me all the stuff that I have to put up with on a daily basis because of this person right here I don't want to be around her at all and I think that's where you need to you need to tell your husband or your boyfriend like look I know that sometimes we're going to get in these type of situations where we don't plan on her being there, but there's going to be other times where she's getting brought there by what, what was it? Mother, mother his mom. Oh my gosh. Like his mom. This is a thing that I didn't think was such a thing, but is really a thing. The continued relationship between the in-laws and the exes. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. And it's, it's just, it, it, Causes pain, but it's a thing. But, but <gasps> T-shirt, it causes pain, but it's a thing. Get it? Pain thing. You can make you can make T H A N. T pain. Drop the G. Anyways, um, you know, like yeah, have the conversation. Be like, look, this really upsets sets me. It this sounds makes like me- she has, and he just keeps. You know, you're insecure. Here's like. Your boyfriend and girlfriend, so you're not engaged and you're not married. If this is how it is now, I would say you know what you're getting into. So either you can hang or you can't. And you're in a position that you're not too far in to walk away. Because if you can't, it's not fair for you to make your 
boyfriend miserable the rest of his life with this. If this is a non-negotiable for you because you don't want to spend the rest of your life stuck between them while they're chatting. You don't want to spend the rest of your life at joint birthday parties and baby showers. And it's, it's taking away from the quality of your life to the point where you're just upset all the time. I would really invite you to look at if this is the right relationship for you. It obviously works for him and it works for his family and it works for the kids. And really, who are you in all that? He is not He is not showing that he cares enough about your feelings to change it. Not that he doesn't care about your feelings, but his behavior and the way it's continuing on is showing you all you need to know. If he likes how things are for his family and it doesn't bother him and it doesn't seem to bother him that you're upset, like is that something that you want for your life? Because in the beginning, if things are, you, you, if you can't handle how, how things are and they may never change. Or they might change for a little bit, but unless someone actually sees that there's a problem, change doesn't last. Like unless he truly believes that this is an issue, that they're all together all the time, he may pat you on the head and make things different for a little while, but it will always correct back to what he thinks is right. And so that's the rub. Like you can't bully someone into thinking differently. You know, you, you've told him how you feel and he just comes back with, he's not trying to figure it out with you. He's just like calling you names. Like you're just insecure. You're crazy. And that's just not helpful. That doesn't fix things. It doesn't, right? It doesn't fix anything. Right. But I'm also like, go do a little bit of soul searching. Like, is this at the end of the day, you know, you're not loving this, but at the end of the day, like, what are you not loving about this? Like pinpoint, like figure out why you don't like this. Figure out why you're so insecure about this, you know, and you might have a hundred reasons. He might've cheated on you. He might've, he might still have feelings or for her. Or you might... just are uncomfortable. Like if this or is an uncomfortable situation, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, figure it out. Figure out why you're feeling like this and let him know why you're feeling like this. Don't just tell him like, I hate that situation. I don't want to ever deal with it again. Let him know. Let him know truly why you're feeling these way, you know, but you need to understand why you're feeling this way. And if you are feeling this way and it, and it is a deal breaker, then let him know that. If you're feeling this way and you're just like, I'm not sure why, I just don't like her. Like, all right, maybe you can put up with it a little bit here and there. Figure out what your boundaries are. Fig- you, you need to figure out within yourself before you get so mad at him. Yeah. I don't know. But then how he handles you and how he treats you and how he respects you, pay attention to that too. It takes a lot to be vulnerable and to sh- share with someone how you feel and how they respond to you and how they treat you and how they behave accordingly afterwards will tell you all about how they feel and respect you, feel about you and respect you. Um, and it's very telling. And I think that that is something you really need to pay attention to. Um, why are you in this relationship, you know, um, and 
does it serve you well? Are the good days better than the bad, day, bad days? If this is only like three days a year and you have That's 362 like, other days a- that are great, we'll put that into perspective. But if this is like every weekend... That's a, that's a daunting task. And yeah. I don't know, like if he's not willing to change then he's not willing to change and you have to do what is in your best interest at the end of the day. So. Cut a bitch. Or accept it. Like, you know what you're, it's not like this is like you got married and this started happening and this is like not what, you, you know, like I had no idea. This is not anything I would have been okay with and I didn't know. This is something that you are already being, exposed to as the girlfriend yeah you know what you're getting into right so i don't know tough love what's love got to do with it got to do with it oh my what's our next one that's it that's it i'm pressing the button now we're going out with the intro we're done look at that you guys we're introing out thanks for joining us tonight in our craziness we're out bye (laughs) just kidding Follow us on social media, you guys. Blended life, all the ways. We hate social media, but follow us on it. I hate it. I have it for like business accounts. I had a personal one. I got rid of it, and I got another kind of personal one. I haven't posted on like forever. I don't really use it. I do. I do business stuff though. How about you? Just kidding. You love it. (laughs) We're out of here, you guys. Blended life. We out. Bye.